Hi, I'm Amber Harper, host of the Burned In Teacher Podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the podcast you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual hosts. Be sure to check out our other podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Reimagined Schools podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Goins, and we're back at it after an extended spring break, and I'm so excited to kick things off with Dr. Joe Sanfilippo, who's been a great supporter of the podcast. Joe's superintendent of the Fall Creek School District in Wisconsin, a district that was named an innovative school district in 2016 and 2017 by the International Center for Leadership and Education. He's the co-author of three outstanding books, The Power of Branding, Telling Your School Story, Principal Professional Development, Leading Learning in a Digital Age, and Hacking Leadership, 10 Ways Great Leaders Inspire Learning that Teachers, Students, and Parents Love. You want to check those out every place that books are sold. Joe was selected as a Future Ready Superintendent in 2014, and he was one of 50 superintendents named as a Personalized Learning Leader in 2016 by the United States Department of Education. He attended summits at the White House for both such distinctions. Joe is also a popular keynote speaker on advancing the use of social media for school leaders, telling your school story, creating a culture of yes, and personalized professional growth for staff. Be sure to check out his leadership challenge on social media and follow Joe and his school district with the Go Crickets hashtag. Joe Sanfilippo is always one of my favorite guests to have on the program. And this is a good one, folks. So sit back, turn it up, and enjoy this episode with Dr. Joe Sanfilippo. Hello again, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Reimagine Schools podcast. I'm excited today to catch up with an old friend of the program, Joe Sanfilippo. How are you, Joe? Great, Greg. How are you, man? Good. I know you've been a busy guy. I follow your Twitter feed just about every morning. Always great things happening at Fall Creek School District. But was that you and your son that I saw at the Final Four this year? It was. It was. Final Four was in Minneapolis. So we managed to, it's about an hour and 45 minutes from here. So got a chance to go and watch, um, you know, and we we're just big basketball buffs. So to, to be able to be there and kind of be in that environment was, was pretty cool. And, and he loved it. He absolutely had a great time. And, you know, we, you know, with Tony Bennett being a Wisconsin kid, it was kind of cool to see that whole thing roll out. And, and he didn't want to leave at that point. Like, or, and Kale, my son, we just kind of, we stayed for everything. We stayed for the presentation and all that stuff. And, uh, but yeah, it was good. It was, we, were, we were hoping to see Kentucky in it. We both picked Kentucky to go there, but that clearly didn't even, that didn't work out. Uh, you know, I'm a big Kentucky fan. I'm only 12 miles from Lexington. You're a big Wisconsin guy. So uh, a disappointing season for us down the stretch. But uh, Tyler Hero, a Wisconsin kid, was fun to watch for us this year. And I look forward to seeing him in the NBA. Yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. And it's always, it's always nice to have that connection. We won't even talk about 2015, though, unless you want to. I mean, we can talk about that if you want to. 
You know, other than the Leitner shot that just still hurts my heart every day I wake up, uh, the Wisconsin win uh, in that game is, is a close second. So Good, uh, good, good. Well, I'm Wisconsin. glad that we could contribute to it. You can have <laughs> Sam Decker actually stepping over people as he hits threes right in people's face. It was good. Absolutely. Well, tell me about your school year. I know there, like I said, there are always great things going on in Fall Creek. You're out doing a lot of speaking and, uh, you know, carrying the message. Yeah. I try and we have like, we have so many great things happening here. You know, I just think one of the things that we tell people a lot is like, we get to talk about what we do because we talk about what we do. That's really about it. I mean, there's some really incredible things happening here, but there's incredible things happening all across the country. This place is special because of the people and in a lot of places are special because of the people. I mean, I think that we have to understand that piece of it, but there's something about Fall Creek, Wisconsin and, uh, and what our teachers are doing for kids and, and allowing them to really start the process of owning their own, owning their own learning and building businesses at the middle school level and really connecting to the community. And, um, and, and now we're in the process of uh, renovating a, a high school with the new commons and fitness center and that kind of thing. And so all of that is just, you know, just really kind of puts forth the idea that we're have incredible support from the, from the community and, and they want to, you know, this is our school. Our school is the hub of the community. People want to be here. They're, they're in here all the time. The building opens at five 30 in the morning and it closes at, you know, 10 o'clock at night. And there are people here that entire time. So we're just happy that we can contribute to such an amazing place. Well, I know your school district's been uh, designated as an innovative school district a couple different times, and no doubt it's because of your great leadership and the connection you have there with people in your community. I was just kind of looking through uh, the Twitter feed this morning. I, I did a search for Go Crickets, and Fall Creek, I guess you guys created a Twitter account around the 2012-13 school year? Yeah, about that. I think that sounds about right. Um, yeah, actually, I would say 20, 2012 was probably the first time that we, that we started tweeting. So now that you have, let's say we have six solid years, if you were going to kind of reflect, if we were going to do a case study on the success of social media and particularly the Go Crickets hashtag, I don't know if we've ever talked about this, but can you kind of take us back to that moment and, and kind of go through the how and the why of telling your story on social media? Yeah, absolutely. First, I just need to clarify something you were talking about before about the great things that are happening, you know, due to, to my leadership. And that is completely false. What we like, I am just really super loud. I mean, the people that are here, we're going to do this work with or without me in this office. I'm just really, really excited to be able to tell their story for them and get to be on a platform that uh, that we can, you know, really kind of make a lot of headway. So when it comes down to this work, what, what ended up happening is, the, the reason we started telling the story of school is not, was, wasn't because, you know, I, we thought it was, you know, in our heart, the right thing to do. It didn't turn into that until later. I was honestly just trying to keep my job. And that is no lie. Like I was the fifth superintendent in six years. And I think a lot of times what happens in those spaces is that when people don't know what you do, they make up what you do. And I was sitting in my interview with the school board and, and, uh, and I asked them, you know, what's your expectation of me in this position? And one of the board members said during the interview that, uh, you know, there's a lot of really great things happening here, but nobody knows about them. And, and I said, well, I'm, I'm not the, the best superintendent you'll hire, but I am the loudest person on earth. So if there are good people, the good things going on here, we're going to make sure that those things are out there for people to see. And that was really the mission that started for us when it came to, from my, from a leadership perspective, I wanted to make sure that there's not a person in the world that doesn't know about what's happening 
with the with the incredible work that our teachers are doing. And we're you know we're you know very fortunate to have a very unique mascot, and um, and we just started you know throwing go crickets on like everything and putting it in places that it was going to be noticed and you know, having people talk about it and always end in interviews with it. And, you know, all of these things are important because it just puts, it, it puts us in a space that we weren't um, normally prior to that. So we just started talking about it and we'd attach it to the great things that these kids were doing. And, um, and when we did that, we found ourselves getting a lot of leverage and people started hearing our story. And when they started hearing our story, you know, our people, you know, wanted to do it more because I think when it come, came down to it, like it's really important for us to understand that the audience matters in this entire journey. And when the audience changed, we changed because when people, you know, inside the building realized that people outside the building wanted to know what they were doing. Then they jumped on board and really started, you know, kind of, you know, moving the needle when it came to the work that was happening here. So I think that's kind of where it started, you know, it really kind of started with me trying to keep my job. And, and, and from there, it turned into this really, you know, kind of uh, robust place that we could celebrate the work of everything that was happening in our space. So if you think about the year 2012, really wasn't that long ago, but in terms of a timeline for, digital technology it's light years from now because you know now you have millennials that are gonna you know having kids sending their kids to school so obviously the the use of things like twitter has changed but in 2012 people probably had no idea what a hashtag was mm -hmm. yeah i think it really kind of started with just the the conversation about creating in a space where we could celebrate the work and when we started saying, like, when we started putting the hashtag on everything, I think, I think there were people around here that thought we were a little bit crazy. I really do. But at the same time, where they see, where they see that it's gone, I think they've become really, uh, they've become, you know, I think really proud of, of what that work really looked like. So it's been fun to, it's been fun to see it. You know, I think you know, when I knew that we had arrived on, I knew it arrived because in 20, 2013, yeah, it was 2013 when the seniors did their senior prank and their senior prank was to put a bunch of stuff on the roof, which I do not condone at all. And they were doing some other stuff to the building that probably wasn't awesome. But one of the things that they did to the building was uh, they put in an, a chalk drawing, the hashtag go crickets up on top. And we all just kind of laughed. About it. And, they, and they cleaned it all up. They were wonderful. I mean, when it comes to the senior pranks that happened in Fall Creek, Wisconsin, we got to be real clear that it's a, you know, they're good kids and they got, you know, they get time to time. But at the same time, they take a lot of pride in their school and they always clean everything up. So it's not a problem. Yeah, you know, anytime I go out and speak or, or talk to educators about uh, using social media, telling your story, your name always comes up. We always talk about Go Crickets because it's kind of, it's kind of the foundation for, um, for all of us. You know, the book you wrote with Tony Sananis, The Power of Branding, Your School Story, is a fantastic read. So, folks, you need to go out and get that book. But what really amazed me as I continued to follow what you were doing there it's how your community really adopted the Go Crickets hashtag. And, you know, you would post things like, correct me if I'm wrong, but didn't you have fire trucks or police cars, one with the Go Crickets, uh, you know, sticker on the patrol car? 
Oh yeah, yeah. We try to get we try to get it out there as much as we can, and I think it's important that you kind of connect with these people on a regular basis to to understand that that they're telling a story just as much as we're telling a story. And um, and we've done it like with like local news stations and stuff like that, just to kind of create a conversation online where we can kind of go back and forth and talk to them about the work. Because if you if you're having a conversation with the news media, then they're less likely to just kind of slam you for the other things that are happening in your space. Well, you know, just for the record, I do want to say here on the pod that I have no Go Crickets gear. So I don't what? know if it's, I don't know if it's because I'm a Kentucky fan or – but I, I, my people will get with your people after the show here and we'll try to, try to get that worked out. So. I, can make, I can make that happen. I know a guy. We can, get it, we can take care of it. One of the things I really love that you're doing right now is you're doing the Leadership Challenge, the short mm-hmm. walk to school. Can you talk about that a little bit? Well, actually, this kind of started actually with one of your, with one of your, the guests that you've had on in the past, Andrea Gribble, who has done an incredible thing for, incredible things for us with her, with her, uh, with her company, Social Schools for EDU. And so we had, I had started talking to Andrea because she, maybe an hour away, and they were just doing these really great things with schools. And, um, and we've talked about maybe partnering here and there. And one of the things that we tried to do is, you know, if, we, if we're partnering with them, what can we do as, a, as an organization to help contribute to their organization? And so we started talking about, you know, just really quick snippets of, of leadership opportunities for people. And, um, and so we were doing these like, cup of joe like just real quick talks on on things that were going on and those really more to just me walking to school in the morning and kind of throwing a couple of my thoughts out there and turning those into leadership uh challenges and one of the things that is really important when it comes to getting the work out there and and talking about the way that we can change leadership is that we want to put it in a in a place in a way that people are going to be able to resonate with it from a story perspective, but also have it be actionable. And, you know, those one minute walks, I mean, it, they, they end up being about a minute and a half. I can walk in, I walk by two doors. I live across the street from school. I walk by two doors to get to the door that I'm going to when I do those walks, just because I got more to say than in the one minute. But, um, but, but we really want to just get those things out there in under two minutes and think about how you're, how you're taking on your leadership and what you as a leader can do to change the capacity of those in your space and, uh, and grow the message. So they've been really fun to do. They're much, they, they were much better received than I had anticipated. I just kind of did it a couple of times just to, just to do it. And, you know, just doing it for, um, you know, putting it out there for, for Andrea's group. And then it just kind of got, to the point that everybody was asking, well, where was it last week? Why didn't it happen last week? So it's really kind of a really nice challenge to me too, because um, a couple things happen in those pro- in that process. It really makes me reflect on my leadership in what we do here. So um, it, it also, you know, it's authentic because if, if I'm not thinking of anything that week when I'm walking to work, and I usually work for a couple hours on Saturday morning while my kids are and my wife is sleeping, um, then I just don't put anything out there because I just want to make sure that it's authentic. And um, so it's been, they've been really fun to do though. And except when it's cold, because it gets stupid cold here. You know, I, I'm fascinated with this concept of living so close to where you work as someone that was a school superintendent for 15 years in Illinois, that was probably the last thing on my mind whenever I uh, got in the car to drive home. Why in your right mind did you want to, I mean, you're never off the clock. I'm sure you've had yeah. a lot of people come knock on the door at all types of hours in the day and night uh, wanting to see the superintendent. So how has that worked out for you? 
I, I wouldn't have, we wouldn't change it for the world. It was the best decision that we've ever made of all the decisions that we made coming into school. And from a family perspective, this one was by far the best one because people know where you're at. Like you're like, you're right. You're never off the clock, but guess what? You're never off the clock anyway. And if you're feeling, like, if, if you're accessible to people, I think they they really, uh, there's an opportunity there to really kind of connect and people come over and they don't, they don't abuse it. Like people aren't showing up at my door every week to, talk to me about, you know, why we're given, you know, this test or that test or what happened in school. They, they don't do that. They just, they respect that, that place that that's family time. But at the same time, if they need the door open to get into the gym, then they come over and say, Hey, can you get me in the gym? And then they apologize for it. And I say, you know what? We chose this on purpose. Like we, we want to be invested in the community. And this, that was not my idea at all. That was my wife's idea. And she was like, well, you know, we want to, if we're going to get into the community, let's get into the community. And, you know, and people drive by our house all the time. They drive by our house every day to get to school. You know, hundreds of people are driving by our house. They know where we live, but they also know how we live. You know, we're not, we're living on some hill somewhere outside, you know, just like kind of doing things and not being connected to the community. We're there. We're in the school all the time. We're across from school. You see me mowing my lawn or whatever. There's a big go cricket sign on our fence. I mean, there's like, we're all in for this community and we have been for the last 10 years. So, so we're not going to see uh, Dr. Joe Sanfilippo, superintendent at Fall Creek, Wisconsin, uh, you know, mowing the yard without a shirt on with uh, <laughs> flip flops and Bermuda shorts. God, I hope not, man. That's otherwise something really happened, but yeah, that, that would be the worst thing that could happen. I think to the community, maybe on my last day here, way down the road, maybe that's what I'll do to say goodbye, but I don't want to do that. Well, I, I love that you feel so connected to not only the school district, but the community to do that because it's not an easy thing to do. So kudos to you for doing that. And one of the things I've always admired about you is you talk a lot about being intentional and, and what that means. I mean, are you, are you the kind of person that wakes up and has this massive to-do list that, that you want to do because you've really set out these intentional goals for the day? No, absolutely not. No way. No chance. No way. I just like, I think you just got to be intentional in the moment that you're in. And I just actually talked about this week on that walk. I think we had a, I had a professor in my doctoral program. Her name is Nancy Blair. And she used to say to us, the greatest gift of service you can give to another human being is for the time that you're with them. They are the center of your universe. And if you keep that in your mind where you're present and engaged in the moment, then you're going to be much better off. When it comes to lists, I don't do lists very well. I'm totally type A. You know, I, I'll, I, I have a list, right? There are times, honestly, Greg, that it, it, if, I have, if I did something that I knew that I should have put on the list, I'll put it on the list just so I can cross it off. Like those are things that, I, that happen in my world, right? So I don't, I try not to, I just try to like be in the moment when I'm there. I think, and I have to, and I had to do a better job of it and started because I wasn't doing a great job of it. I felt like getting two people was not, was, was more in, important than actually getting there and having the, the conversation with them. Because then I could, I used to be able to think, well, if I see everybody every day and then they can say, well, I saw the superintendent today. I saw the superintendent today. And then you're fine and you move on. But what I, what, what we were really creating there was just like people just saw me in the hallway and didn't really connect. So now I may not, I'll, I'll get to every hallway every day for the most part that I'm on campus, but I won't stop and have conversations with everybody 
I'll have a conversation, you know, it, it, I'll have a, a deeper conversation with somebody um, and then just kind of try to get to as many people as I can, but make sure that it's authentic and not just a checkbox. So I, I kind of have to get out of my own way when it comes to that stuff. Um, but I just want to really be intentional in the moment. You know, I think, I think that's really important. And, um, and that means, you know, you know, really kind of stepping out of my comfort zone to, you know, put my phone away, concentrate on being a listener and not a, a fixer. Cause I think inherently I want to fix stuff. So if I'm not intentional about listening to the issues that are happening, then I start thinking about how I'm going to fix it without actually listening to the whole thing. I'm at my worst when I'm not invested in the people around here without question. And that's not even about the amount of time that you're here. It's the, it's like when you're here, you're here. Yeah. And I think those are just so well said and great advice for all administrators, whether you're just starting out or if you're a veteran at school leader. Um, you know, we made reference to the first book, the power of branding, uh, you wrote a couple of other books with Tony, one on professional development for principals. And then one of my favorites is Hacking Leadership, 10 Ways Great Leaders Inspire Learning That Teachers, Students, and Parents Love. Can you talk a little bit about the hacking leadership concept and how that continues to drive your thinking each day? Yeah, absolutely. So it was, it's actually part of a series by Mark Barnes that Mark Barnes created. And, um, and the concepts are, are relatively similar in that you're, you're trying to you know, identify a problem. One thing, one way that you could fix it, something that you could do tomorrow to help something that you could, you know, a, a blueprint, blueprint for full implementation and then overcoming any pushback that, uh, you know, you're going to receive, uh, you know, from whatever the new initiative is. And then finally, is there um, a place around that's actually doing the work that you could reference? So, so Tony and I, when, when Tony and I started writing the book, it, it really just kind of flowed because all we did was really ask a bunch of principals, you know, what the biggest problems in their school were. And then we just tried to figure out ways that we could help them fix those. So we talked to a number of principals just to figure out what their big issues were. And then we really wanted to get down to the practical application of how to, how to fix it. You know, we were reading all these books uh, that were very philosophical and, you know, like all kids should learn and we need to empower our staff. And I was like, that's great. Fantastic. I appreciate all, all those things, but that's not telling me how to do it. So just give me a suggestion. Give me a connection. Give me a person that I can talk to. Give me a way to have the conversation with somebody. Those things were really, truly important. And so, and the book just kind of flowed from there. So we just kind of took, took 10 things and tried to fix them the best we could. They're not, they, the answers aren't, it's not the only answer, but maybe it just gets you started on the conversation. And the, I think the more resources that you have in this area, the better you're going to be for it. And it's one of those books that you don't have to read from front to back. You know, if you want to learn about, um, you know, uh, being present and engaged, go to that hack. If you want to learn about opening the, the doors of your school so you can, are being transparent, go to that hack. If you talk about hiring superstars, go to that hack. You know, all these things are really important, um, but they don't need to be writ, you know, read from, uh, you know, from front to back in terms of the book. So hopefully it's just a reference tool for people. See, people seem to have enjoyed it so far and, and we appreciate the, the feed. It's been really good. And, and, you know, you've always been someone that uh, I consider someone that typically has very innovative ideas and you're not afraid to try new things. And, uh, you know, something like uh, the personal day giveaway, I think is brilliant. And I know you talk about that and I'm sure lots of schools have adopted that. But uh, are you always trying to come up with the next thing? Uh, are you just trying to continue that theme of telling your story and trying to 
highlight not only the great things happening for kids, but the adults in your building as well? Yeah, I think probably a little bit of both. You know, with the personal I, the idea actually came from uh, Deerfield, Illinois, Engage 109 with Mike Lubefeld and Jeff Zoll. Um, and they actually call it their holiday presents, you know, ENCE. And so, um, and so we just, we started doing that, you know, we started doing that like maybe four or five years ago. But then we tried to do, we tried to, you know, just give that opportunity to a number of different people um, and take over for, for people for the day. And, you know, when we did that, we actually, when we started putting that out there from a social perspective, you could really see some momentum for the people in our building, which was really, really cool and seeing a, you know, us in, in different areas. But I really don't know if, if what we're doing is innovative. I think we're just talking about it. Like I said before, like, you know, I mean, in terms of telling a story and that kind of thing, you know, I think, I, we talked about it before, like we get to talk about what we do because we talk about what we do. And I think the big thing for me is to make sure that everybody in the world knows about the work that's happening in this space and what we can do. I don't know if that's innovative as much as just really loud. Um, because I think it kind of, here's, here's what happens. Like people make judgments on school based on what happened to them 25 years ago when they went to school and they go out and they tell that story over and over and over and over again. And we just sit there and we, and we sit back and we take it all because we're like this service organization. We serve people, we serve communities. And we got to the point where we just talked about the idea that, you know what, service and silence aren't the same thing, man. Like you do not have to be silent to serve. And we want to just talk about what's happening because I think a lot of people in the, in the world of education, a lot of people are, are, are the way that they talk about the work that they do devalues the work that they do. When they talk about things like when they say, I'm just a teacher, I'm only a teacher, I'm only a paraprofessional, I'm just a custodian, that devalues the work that they do. And whoever they're talking to, like then it also gives the person that they're talking to license to do exactly the same. So if you're saying that you're just a teacher to somebody outside of your building, that person's going to go out and say, well, why should I talk about these people differently? They don't even talk about themselves differently. So if we don't change the way that we talk about schools, then nobody's going to change the way that we talk about schools. And I don't know, Greg, if that's innovative. I just think that's what we need to do because of the work that's happening in our space. And my people are crushing it, man. They are crushing it day to day. They are crushing it. They are changing the lives of kids. They are changing the lives of families. They are changing the lives of communities. And there's no chance that I don't want to have spend every day talking about the incredible things that they do. You, you know, one of the videos that you put out recently was uh, you were signing the diplomas. You know, we're getting ready for graduation season, and you were reflecting on that and uh, something that we all do uh, as school leaders. But it, this year is going to be a little special, more special than usual for you because you have a son graduating. What is it like? We've talked a little bit about how close you live to the school. What has it been like as a dad to have kids go through the Fall Creek School District? And how do you separate that superintendent hat from the dad hat? Oh, man. Hey, yeah, here we go. You're going to make me do this, aren't you? Right? I don't, we, okay. We, all right. We need the Oprah music now. Yeah, we need something <laughs> because I don't know, like that. So every year, I I go through those uh, diplomas and I sign them. And as I'm signing them, I um, I just take a second and reflect on the kid and what the kid has meant to the school and to the community 
and hopefully what we've meant to that kid in, in the interactions. And I think, you know what, to be honest, I'll, I'll, when, I, when I look at those diplomas and I can't think of the contributions or I can't think of the connections, then it's time to move on because that means I haven't made a connection to those kids and it's on me, not on them. That's totally on me. So I think that I'm sitting there doing this and I knew his name was coming. You know, I'm going through all of the names and obviously I know his name is coming and I know that you're getting to like M, N, O, P in terms of the alphabet. And then I'm like, yeah, here it comes. And then I turned and I, and I saw it. And when I saw it, I just kind of sat there. Ugh. So here's the thing. So I sat there and looked at it because first and foremost, he's an incredible kid. He's an incredible kid. And I love everything about him as a dad, but I also love everything about him as a student and a leader in this building because he doesn't fit the mold, but he still leads in everything that he does. He's just an amazing kid. So I'm sitting there and I'm just having this you know, internal conversation with myself about, about this moment. And as I was thinking about him as an individual, I just was thinking about all of these events that have happened up to this point to make him the kid that he is. And of course, you know, my, his, his, you know, my wife and I have hopefully played a role in that and more, more Andrea, my wife than me probably, cause she's an amazing person. But I think the, the thing, the other side of it is that this school has had a tremendous impact on the work that he has done. And the thing that I thought about in this whole thing, you know, honestly, I, I went back, I'm sitting there signing this diploma and I went back to the first day of school with our staff because, you know, I'll talk to thousands of people throughout the course of the year and there is no, and none of those places make me nervous at all. The only place that makes me nervous ever is speaking in front of our staff. It's the only place that I get nervous ever. And the reason is these are our people. They see us every day. You can't like everything that we do is transparent in terms of that work. And if they don't believe in the work that you're doing, they will tell you. And as I'm having the conversation at the beginning of this year um, about what this year means and the fact that we have, that I have a son graduating, I started like just pointing at people in the audience. And I said, you know, I'm going to remember Aiden, you know, all things that Aiden does, but guess what? I'm going to remember the time, you know, that you, you, and I, pointed out one of the teachers took your class to watch him in a play when he was in fifth grade. I'm going to talk, I'm going to think about the time that, you know, he, he shaved his head for a play in high school because you as the director thought it would be really awesome to do that. And I'm going to remember this other teacher that he was doing a play in, in Eau Claire and he organized, you know, 30 kids to come watch the event. That's what I'm going to remember. And I couldn't even get through it because these people mean so much to these kids. They're the ones that they're going to tell their kids about someday. And I think it's important for us to understand that those interactions really matter. And if there's a way to get that work out for people so they know that they made a difference, then we have to do that from a leadership lens. Well, I mean, congratulations to to you and to the family. I know it's going to be a, a special graduation and you know, Joe Sanfilippo, folks, is a very humble guy. You heard him earlier in the in the episode uh, give credit to so many other people when I referenced his leadership. But, Joe, you have inspired so many people. And as you go out and speak and as people read your books and with your social media, uh, I mean, just congratulations to you personally for all you do to kind of help lead 
and guide all of us in the profession. Yeah, I, I appreciate that. You know, like I said, I say at the end of all those videos, like we're all in this thing together, man. That's all it is. And if, if, if something that we've done has been able to help somebody get better in their area, then we're going to do it every time. And as long as, you know, we could think about where that's actually coming from, that comes, we're able to lead because we've built capacity to lead. Like the school board that's here is astounding and trusts us. The teachers trust us, the parents trust, but they don't, it's not that they trust Joe, they trust the process. And I think that's really important. So you can follow Joe on Twitter at Joe underscore Sanfilippo. Uh, the website is jsanfilippo.com. You definitely want to check out the Leadership Challenge videos. What do you have on the docket here for late spring or summer? Anything you want to tell our listeners about? Oh, man, I don't know. I, like, I'm just, just trying to you know, live these moments with my son before he graduates. And we, got, we have a freshman that's, that's, uh, that's uh, you know, playing some golf this uh, year. And my daughter, Allie, does a lot of gymnastics. So um, so yeah, we're just kind of doing that whole thing. And I don't, you know, do a lot of speaking until, uh, until, until June. So we're just going to soak everything up and, and kind of be in the moment with this construction project and, um, really kind of connect with the incredible people in this community that, uh, that support the work that happens, you know, with our teachers and our students. Well, Joe, thanks for your time. Thanks for all you do and tell all the good folks there at Fall Creek. We said, hello. We'll do everybody. All right, everybody go crickets. All right. Thanks. That was Joe Sanfilippo. Be sure to follow him. And folks, remember, always do what you can in your school and community to create better schools for kids. Thank you for listening to the Reimagined Schools podcast with Dr. Greg Goins. Be sure to continue the conversation on social media with the Reimagined Schools hashtag and subscribe to the podcast at reimaginedschools.net. You can also help support this podcast by clicking on the listener support link and making a small monthly contribution. Contact Dr. Greg Goins today to invite him to speak or present at your next education conference or professional development day. Please send inquiries to drgreggoins at gmail.com or on Twitter at Dr. Greg Goins.